Welcome back to the TNT BNB podcast. On these episodes, we'll be bringing in a guest host to discuss certain categories of movies. Categories such as movies around the world, franchisees, and genre. Certain directors, actors, actresses, and so much more. So sit back, mix a drink, and enjoy. Listener beware, we will be spoiling the shit out of this. Here we go again. We are off of our franchise for the week, and we picked a pretty broad category, I would say. Mm-hmm. Just Something random. Each of us picked a foreign film that we had not seen before, which... One and done. Yep. And the, I mean, I had a pretty hard time figuring out which one I wanted to watch, but that was just me. I just did a whole article of, I'm just going to say it, French films, and this one popped up and it was kind of interesting. And that's why I kind of was like, when we did this, I was like, yep, I'm on it. I already know mine. Like, I want to give that a go. All right, well before so no lie mcmasters diet pepsi that's how we roll (laughs) oh it's just so crazy i mean guys really never change on me um i really i mean had a little bit of everything last week on sunday on well whatever day we did that but um saturday i am actually drinking a glass of red wine right now it is portugal so yeah, nice. loving it. I'm um, gonna go with Costco. Oh, what, is it a box one? Does it have like yep. the white? Is it a white box? And yep, you yeah. said it. We just you had said that. it. Yep. Okay, that's a good wine. I like it. So I'm like, I went. I had to actually go get it, and you are absolutely right. It is pretty a pretty darn good red For wine. For fourteen fifty, not yes. Bad. Once yeah. again, we're on the Costco kick, everyone. Yeah, like I told you about that, and I was like, I think you would have enjoyed that. Yeah, and I do. I really do enjoy it. It actually is really good. Yeah. Yeah. And to be honest, I actually chilled it by accident. It wasn't okay. too bad chilled, just to let you know. Like, oh. um, because we opened it, and then we just put it right in the fridge to make it last a little bit longer. And okay. Yeah, I mean, it was not too terrible. Oh, I didn't chill it yet, but, you know, I feel like it's good so far, so I feel good about oh, yeah. that. I like the, dr- like, room temperature. I'm, don't, yeah, that was my favorite, but, yeah. But, yeah. All right. So, the my movie. Is everybody okay. ready for this? I'm ready for it. Benedetta. Benedetta. Okay. All right, so I'm going to go with the cast real quick. When did it come out? It came in 2021. I okay. saw it on Hulu. Um, it's a biography, drama, and history. And what I won't tell you anything until I introduce it, but it's 6.9 on IMDb, Meta 72. Okay. Now, the only actress that i know out of this and i won't say the other ones because it doesn't really matter Mm -hmm. but charlotte rampling 
Okay. She done swimming pool, which is one of my other favorite drama, mystery, thriller kind of movies. You love, I love that one. I love that movie too. Swimming so, pool. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love that so much, and she plays a great actress, and she did it again in this movie as well. She is a great actress in this movie. Um, the director was Paul Verhoeven. Paul Verhoeven. Paul Verhoeven. Yeah. The guy that did Starship Troopers. Yep. Is that okay? Among other things, yeah. is that who? It is? Okay. Well. Yeah. Okay. So, let me get on to. The Rotten Tomatoes, 85% Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, or, or for the tomato meter, 90% audience score. Okay. Um, box Office Mojo, worldwide, 4.2 million. 4.2 um, million, okay. That's domestic and, and international. Can't find a budget. So, um, this movie is based in the late 1700s um, about a young girl whose family. So, this, okay. One thing I will have to say the one review that I uh, saw on YouTube, and Mm -hmm. it hit me after they said this, before I started the plot of this, is this movie is based in Italy. But it's French. Okay. So that okay. was like one thing I was like, okay, it doesn't affect the way I've, I'm going to rate this movie, to be honest. But it made me think. I'm like, well, that is kind of weird. It's based in Italy, but blah, 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 blah. So, is Verhoeven French? Uh, he sounds like uh, he's from Dutch. Like Dutch, yeah. Belgian. I'm thinking Belgian. Definitely not French. Yeah. He's Dutch. So, this movie is about a young girl who comes from a rich family and um, tries to get her into a covenant to become a nun at like seven years old, maybe eight years old. And the mother, or, you know, the head, whatever, at the covenant. Um, she's like, you see all these applications and her family's like, well, we'll donate money. And she's like, well, we can't accept anything over blah, 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 a hundred, whatever. Pay- I don't know what they use in money language there. And so he's like, okay, I will donate that. So he got his daughter in there. And then it goes into 18 years later. And she's become a sister, like a nun. And she, um, she's like, this is where you got to take this movie as either way, how you got to take it is how I, okay. It's like an acid trip almost, but maybe not Mm -hmm. like she was having these dreams of seeing Jesus and he was overtaking her. So she was like shaking and screaming in the middle of the night. Like, like Jesus was meant to be his, like his wife. That was like, they were supposed to be married. Like that was the dreams. He's like, take me, my love and blah, 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 blah. And so 
she had all these crazy nightmares that I don't know if it was true or if she was actually like it was supposed to be like she actually saw Jesus because how she reacted is so true. Like the first time you saw it is they were in a play and they it was like a play about Jesus and she was like Mary, I think, and they lifted her up. And Jesus was in the top, and she went to her dream mode. And she her legs were actually shaking because, like, Jesus was touching her. Okay. And so you're trying to figure out if this is actually real or not. Like, they don't really specify that. And so during that play mode, her parents were there visiting. And they're outside, and her parents have already said their goodbyes and stuff. And this girl comes banging on the doors of the Covenant Church or wherever. Convent. Covenant. Convent. Convent. Whatever you call that. And so it's this girl, and she's, like, beating the fuck out of And you see that her dad comes running with a herd of sheep, and he's a sheep herder. And she's like, my dad's abusing me, blah, 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 blah. I want to stay here. And they're like, you don't have money, but like this and that. And, um, Benedette, like the main character, that's her name. Okay. Her parents, um, were like, we will pay for her enrollment. Like they're very well off. No big deal. Make her safe. So they basically, then her dad's like, well, you got to pay me. And they're like, no, get the hell out of here. So they get him out of there, and um, Benedette, like, gets, I think it's, okay. They're very similar names. It's Benedette and, like, Bernice or something. Let me look it up, because that is, they're very, very similar. Um, oh, this phone has IMDb. It's um, Bartolome. 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 Okay. Which one was the shepherd's daughter? Bartolome. Okay. So Benedetta so, was the rich family's. Yeah. Okay. And okay. so uh, we have Benedetta who's like, let's go wash her. So they have to like heat the stuff in the pots because it's late 1700s. And so they, like, dude, this stuff's like steaming. And they pour it over. I was like, that's going to burn the fuck out of her. But no, it didn't. Like, this bitch loved it. And, um,. <clears throat> So, what happened when she poured it over there, she, like, she slipped and um, Benedetta touched uh, Bartolome's boob, like, through the shower curtain. And she's like, I gotta go. And so, they have, like, a thing. It starts, like, she's starting to realize, like, as a nun, you can't have these feelings, but they both have feelings for each other. Okay. And so... Um, that night, um, she got woken up and, um, she's like, I got a shit basically. Where's the bathroom? So they go basically poop together, which was kind of weird. And then like the one girl was not getting a wipe, but in 1790s, there's hay right behind you. You've got to pull some hay down and wipe with it. And, um, She's like, oh, okay, we didn't have this where I was at. 
Well, you find out that the girl's um, dad, she lost her mom like a year ago, and her dad is treating her like his wife, so he's basically raping his right. daughter. But then he doesn't realize that the her brother's doing the same thing to her. So this girl has a very, like, the only way to get to people and make them like you is by having sex and stuff. So that's why she was getting close to Benedetta. And um, so they kiss. And then, like, Benedetta's, like, pulls back, like, it's a sin. Like, she's seeing Jesus in her dreams. Like, Jesus is supposed to be her husband. All this shit. And so, um, she had one really bad dream. And so they thought it was good to have a roommate with her. And, um, the first night, um... She was speaking like demon terms. Speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues is speaking the word. In tongues. Yes, like not her voice, but like stuff like really like it seems like God took over her. Jesus took over her, not like the devil, but like Jesus. Like it was like hymns off the Bible and stuff, and um, but it was weird because. She was telling um, Bernanisa or whatever, um, like, touch my boob, like, touch my heart. It's growing. It's growing. Like, they're caressing it. And then all of a sudden, like, she, like, in her dream, pulls off, like, Jesus is, like, on a cross with his hands crossed to the thing and are nailed to the cross. And um, she pulls a cloth off, and he has no genitals. It's nothing. And it's basically saying he was a woman. In my terms. Okay. So um, it was like, okay to love. Like, that's who you're supposed to be married to. That was the implication was that. That's my thoughts, because this movie is very questionable. Like, it's how you take it. And you got to see it to real understand it, because I need to watch it again. Because one time is like, I don't know what the hell I just watched. It was on my short list for twenty twenty one for sure. Just but didn't get to it. It's streaming, right? Yes, on Hulu. Okay. And, and so um, she, so in the, her dream, she ended up getting crucified between her hands and feet, like. Typical crucifixion. Yeah, like she had nails actually go through, which is a sign. Which is a sign that she's supposed to be the mother of the house. She's got to take over the main person because. So she was having a stigmata. Jesus was. Yeah, that's what it's called. Stigmata. Stigmata. Okay. Yeah, I'm not too up on this, and um, so then they're like, so they had all these people come from Rome, but they're all infected with the plague. Okay. And so the plague is a big thing. Like everybody's dying. They're throwing dead bodies in Rome and stuff. But um, they come and like inspect it, and they're like, "Yeah, but she doesn't have the horns coming out of her top of her head." Well, just to let you know, the mother of the house at this time has a daughter who's also the same age. Was as her. the mother Charlotte Rampling? Yes. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so the daughter. So after they said that they didn't have horns, 
she went and prayed by a Mother uh, Mary statue. And she prayed by it. And um, basically, you don't see what happens. But there's broken candle things. And she's screaming like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And she has all these scrapes on her head. But you see broken candle things. So it seems like maybe she did it herself because they said they didn't see it. Mm-hmm. But when they did that, they're like, oh, yeah, those are definitely the marks now. Like, blah, 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 blah. So that's why you kind of think, like, she's making all this shit up. But you never know. They never explain that she did. And so after that, then they replace Charlie's um, character. Charlotte. Yeah. Um, for her to be the new mother of the house. But they have her new her friend Bernice still staying next to her because they're like, yeah, she still needs people with these wild dreams to be with her. Well, so as they're move, as she's just moving out of her place, Charlotte and Charlotte's character, and she was moving in, um, there was a hole in the wall so she could spy. And so she saw the hole. So she, so they had a lot of lesbian action, and she was caught in this and that. And um, so, but one thing that I thought was really weird is they had like the Mother Mary statue, and the bottom end was a dildo. So she was like, so it was like a you really? see yeah. It was really fucked up. I was like, what the hell are we doing here? But she's just railing her with that. And I was like, okay, this is something. And you can see, like, Charlotte's character looking in. And so her daughter goes to the everybody and says, I know she's lying. I saw her scrape her face, blah, blah, blah. And her mom basically said... She's a liar. She she didn't see this. And um, basically, she, she had another plan, but her daughter tried taking her own hands and do it that way. So then she got whipped, and her mom like basically turned her in. But then her mom went to Rome and went to the big guys and told them what was going on, that she was banging another girl. Mm-hmm. So they all come back with a plague. But they were in lockdown, but with them being the high guards, they got to come in. Right. And so they go in, and they all basically introduce the plague everywhere. Um, And so that happened. So basically, this is like the sexual confusion of the 1700s Well, in a convent. One thing that's... one thing that really blows me off is when she was getting pleasured. Blows you off. Yeah, or what? <laughs> confused. Like, I was trying to figure out what okay. they're doing. What they're trying to do here. Phrasing. Yeah, exactly. What they what they did is when she got pleasure with the Mother Mary dildo and having a climax, the skies turned red. And okay. So this movie is just very interesting. Like... And it's based on a true, true actual thing that happened in the late 1700s. This woman, after everything was all said and done, um, she was, I don't know what they call that, they made, 
put them in lockdown, and they're only available for to have dinner with everybody, but then they're back in lockdown until she was, like, 80 years old. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. It's a very interesting film. I recommend it. Um, I, no. I could talk for hours about this because it... Oh, wait. Actually, I have to bring this up. So, whoo. So when they um came back and they're they go after Bernice, the mm-hmm. girlfriend that they saved, um confession confession she's like, I'm confessing the truth but she didn't tell them that she actually did the thing, um they had this torture device, it was a dildo that in, was inserted to her but it keeps screwing to break her whole vagina region, and yeah that happened and I was screaming and. No, 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 not good. And then they have her walking back into the room. There's blood everywhere over her skirt, and oh my god! And like she basically, after when she walked into the room, she grabbed the dildo or that was hidden in a book, and oh. Let me tell you what that was an intense part of the movie. The rest of the movie is yeah. not that intense. That one part. Actually, the when the nails in her hand was the other intense part, to be honest. But it wasn't. It was more yeah. of a drama romance than anything. But there was those certain moments that you could kind of classify it as like a. Okay. Um... Thriller, maybe I. I don't know, but it's just kind of crazy that it's based on a true. Now, when you chose this, because you don't just want to know how you did it, I chose this. My thought here, did you just decide on what country you wanted to do, or did you do by year? How did you Google to choose this movie? So, Because I like heard I, you say, someone else said it was on their short list for 2021, and I didn't know if that's how you chose this no, one, or just so by the actress. It was actually the day we did our podcast, that Saturday. Okay. Um, I was at work, and it was a Facebook recommended like movie foreign thing. Okay. And I just clicked on it, and that movie was like top five. And I'm like, never heard of this, but this sounds really messed up. And then I saw the trailer, and I was like, I really want to watch this. And then okay. I was, and then I, in my head, I was like, Well, we already did 2021. We already did this. I'm like, well, there's no other option. Like, I just got to find time to watch in the morning. How familiar are you with the director? Um, yeah, re- well, not real familiar. Okay. I mean, he did Basic Instinct. He did RoboCop. Yeah. He did Total Recall. Like, he had a he good did. run back in, like, the early 90s. Oh. Starship Troopers. Well, he did uh, Showgirls. Showgirls is kind of what? kind of torpedoed his career at that point because he was running high, and then that came yeah. out. He did Hollow Man, I think, too, actually. Yes. Yeah. Like Kevin Bacon. Well, I think, you know, Starship Troopers, you know, didn't really go over big, but now it's more of a cult oh, thing it's because it's like, a cult film. it's a satirical commentary on fascism, you know, dictatorship, fascism, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. Yeah. But... That being said, how I mean, you said there were some sexy scenes in it. Was it how overtly sexual was the movie? 
The sex scene was pretty graphic. Was it? Yeah, they I mean, were, that's, that's they kind were of definitely going at it hard. I mean, it goes all the way back to basic instinct and shit. Yeah. That's kind of been his M.O. There's full frontal women nudity, for sure. Does it have a concise ending? Like, is there... No, the ending resolution, is, um, or is it... no. The ending says what actually happened to her. She was condemned into her okay. own fucking room. She was only let out to eat uh, dinner, lunch, or whatever, and then back to her room. That's what she lived for the last seventy years. That's just crazy. Might have been fifty years. I don't know, but it was right. like a very long time. It's one of those things. I was. And what happened to the other girl? I'm sorry if I missed it, but... The other girl, they didn't... So, they basically... I don't really know. I had to rewatch it three times, and I still need to... Like, I rewatched it before I talked about it, but... They both end up naked beyond the covenant, and they're like, you want to go back? And she's like, yeah, I have to, because... Blah, blah, blah. And so the other girl stays behind, but she's butt-ass naked. And the other girl's walking back to the covenant naked. And then they have in the bottom, like, yeah, 19 years or, or 50 years or 60 years in the lockdown and basically just let out for this, this, this. and. But they didn't have, like, a end cap to the other girl? No. Well, they might have, but I... Bartolomeo? I don't think so. Okay. They basically left her in the background is what I got from it. Okay. I mean, this sounds interesting. I think I'm going to have to actually well, with possibly you being put it on my list. Not really, like in the Catholic and nuns and stuff, you might find this very interesting. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, it's got... Because you're Catholic, just, right? Yeah, I'm totally Catholic. Yeah. But what I was just thinking... Oh, my God. I just had Agnes of God. Mm-hmm. Do you ever remember seeing that movie? No. Anyone? I don't think so, no. 1980s, Jane Fonda. No. Uh, Meg Tilly. Okay. Put it, on your, put it on your list. It's got a little bit of Agnes of God, Stigmata. It's got a little bit of everything It sounds like that. But yeah. definitely the sexual undertones, almost like Lair of the White Worm going on here, too. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, I'm sorry, I just, you know, I just got a little bit of everything. I was just thinking, okay, how is this going to go? But, yeah, I'm going to put it on that. Um, definitely Agnes of God, Jane Fonda turns out to be, she's a lawyer that's defending a nun who basically gets pregnant but they don't know how she got pregnant because she was sequestered but there was in the baby that whatever you know what i'm saying so it's kind of like a whole thing so yeah but definitely look at that so on a scale of one to ten now were you you were not evidently not disappointed in this at all for choosing it just randomly based on a facebook recommendation yeah um it was an article yeah it was one of those facebook ads or whatever it's like they know i'm a movie buff so there's a lot of these different things on there and yeah. i've been big into foreign so they know i'm in the foreign and that was one of the options like i'm big into french films everybody knows that french is very into sexual bullshit that is fucked up and i just they take it a whole different way so that's why i kind of like that kind of stuff so you are so it was a worry 
you know, like you said, you did the Facebook recommendations. Was it Facebook recommendations based on French or um, just in general? French, yeah. Okay, so you decided on French. Yeah, I'm big okay. into French films. Anything okay. new, I'll give it a yeah. go. Okay, that sounds good. I mean, that's pretty cool. I have to say that when you were first describing the movie, the only thing I could think of was one of the opening trailers for Tropic Thunder when they're showing Robert Downey Jr. and the convent with Tobey Maguire and they have this illicit oh, affair. Yeah. Like that's that's just what popped this, in this, my head. Yeah, that's funny. But yeah. Oh yeah. Um I'll definitely rate this an eight out of ten. Eight? Eight out of ten. Okay. All right. On to you. All right. So when we initially had the discussion, all right, you pick one foreign film. There has been one that I wanted to see since it is relatively brand new. It's in the last month, I think. Okay. But then I started thinking about it a little more and started doing a little bit more research. And I've had several foreign films on our year in review podcasts that we do. Well, maybe I'll just go into the directors of those movies and see what else they got. Okay. And surprisingly, a lot of them weren't streaming. So I was like, all right, I'm That's not going to do thing. that. But one of the guys, I wanted to really do a Takashi Miike film, uh, the okay. director of Audition. And the ones, I mean, he has a huge filmography, and I started, and like, all right, I don't think any of these are going to be streaming, so I just bailed on it. But I ended up going with an actress after that, and it was the movie that I wanted to see to begin with, and that was Black Crab. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. This came out in 2022. No, me right, yes. Okay. Okay, I've, I'm so intrigued about your recommendation on this because it's on my radar too. Yeah. Like literally, it's on my watch list. It's like, you know, yeah, okay, cool. As an IMDb of 5.6, Metascore of 54, Rotten Tomatoes of 48% tomato meter, 37% audience. It was a Netflix original, so there's no budget, no theatrical numbers. It was directed by Adam Berg, written by Adam Berg, Pele Radstrom, and based on a novel by Jerker Verdborg. Okay. So, I mean, it's a Swedish film. I like Swedish films. And, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure I've said this multiple times, but I fucking love Numi Rapace. I will watch her in anything. And I would say she delivers in this film. It's a dystopian. Okay. It, the movie opens with her and her daughter... They don't even indicate that something is wrong initially. They're just taking a drive out of town. And soldiers show up and just start shooting everybody. And they, she's trying to protect her daughter. And it's kind of a cut to black 
title screen and then they don't ever say how long or how much time has passed but it's significant and it's dystopian in the sense that Sweden is at war they'd never never tell you against who or what just that the world is it seems like a World War Three scenario and they find her on a train and say, hey, we need you to come to home base. Okay. And so she hops in a fucking Humvee and they take her to what she presumes is going to be home base. But the guy driving her takes her. She knows where she's supposed to go and they show up somewhere else. He's like, wait here. And she gets attacked and... This, that scene is kind of just to prove she's a badass. She handles herself, gets takes the Humvee and gets to where she needs to go. Which she has a meeting with some higher up saying, we need you. And there's like four or five other people. And mm-hmm. we need you to take these two canisters and skate across the archipelago i think is how you pronounce it archipelago yeah it's like a hundred miles it's the ice is not thick enough to drive a vehicle over it's not thin enough to take a boat over so you need to literally ice skate to this research facility where they can end the war Okay. Essentially. And she says it's a suicide mission. And, of course, they agree with her. But they tell her that her daughter is at the facility. And so giving her that much more incentive to go. And they imply, they never really state, but they imply that she is an expert skater. Which is, they bring all these people in because they have to be able to skate. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, they make one of the guy makes a couple statements about wanting to watch the Stanley Cup playoffs and all that shit. But they end up getting the base ends up getting attacked. So they have to go earlier than they anticipated. And the guy that took her not to the base, but off track, ends up joining the team, so you automatically don't trust him. Like, there's something going on with this guy. One of the guys, there's a young, like, really young kid. He's he's the sniper of the group. Everybody has their positions, and they go out and they skate. They escape the base, and they're just skating. And it's very visually stunning in some senses because they're just skating in the open and they're skating for a while and then they get to a point where they stop and discuss what they're going to do because they have to skate at night because they're behind enemy lines so if they're skating during the day they're just ripe for the picking so they're talking like all right we can go two more miles to this island and then we'll rest and Wait it out, and then the 
captain or whatever her title was, she falls through the ice. And Numi Rapace's character jumps in after her because she's holding the canisters and they need the canisters to get there. So she goes down, cuts it off. She's already dead. Swims back up. Saves the canisters, but she's almost dying of hypothermia and frostbite and everything. So they bring her to some little island where there's a house to rest and warm her up and figure out what the hell to do next. And so they... She doesn't trust the guy that left her behind, but he's the highest-ranking officer at this point, so we got to follow his lead. So they decide to stay there for the day and take shifts until nightfall where they can go out again. But one of the other guys, they all fall asleep, and she wakes up and finds out that he's on a radio calling to somebody. As a helicopter is coming in. So they assume he's a fucking bastard also. And the helicopter blows up the house that they were staying in while they escape. So they don't trust him now. And then they go skating. And this was a pretty interesting scene where they're skating at night. And the guy in the lead trips over something on the ice and they turn their lights on on their rifles and it's basically a mass grave of people frozen in the ice with their arms and legs and feet sticking out Shit. okay and they're talking about was this us was this our enemy who did this there's a lot of morality questions in it So they end up going to, finding their way to another island, escaping another helicopter that's trying to shoot them down that they end up getting lost. And they find this old couple that's just been hiding out there for presumably months, maybe years. And they bust in on them. And they're like, ah, oh, we're just old people. And they stick around for dinner, trying to hide out, rest up. And they're all eating dinner at a table, but the old couple has a gun attached to the bottom of the table that Numero Pace's character finds out. And then the shootout happens. And one of them gets hit, one of them gets killed. And then, like, it's kind of a situation where nobody trusts anybody. I'll speed this up a bit. It turns out that the canisters that they are transporting is a biological weapon. Okay. Which a couple of them are like, all right, this is not to end the war. This is kind of to end everything. But Numero oh. Pace's character is like, I don't care. I need to get this to the island so I can see my daughter. Mm -hmm. So she's ready to just push forward under any circumstance to get there. The young kid, the 
sniper is kind of having doubts about the morality of their mission. Okay. Whereas the other guy that left her, he's he's also having doubts that he doesn't provide yet. So they end up in this like abandoned cruise ship. One of okay. them ends up killing themselves because he was injured. And they just continue on. Like, we just got to get there. End up at another island where the sniper, they're getting shot at as they're approaching. Because they're on, oh, shit. They're on, like, end up on really thin ice where it's cracking as they're skating on it. Numira Pace almost falls through. So they end up having to crawl across it rather than skate. And they end up getting shot at by a sniper. Their sniper ends up taking that guy out. They make it to the next island. At night, they're like, we'll rest here, and then it's just another half a day to get to where we're going. They both fall asleep, and then the one guy that you always had questions about takes the canisters and leaves them. Okay. They end up getting attacked by whoever the villains are. The young sniper ends up dying. She's super pissed off and goes after him, ends up shooting him, taking the canisters and making it to the island where the Swedish head admiral military people are. And they give her the Medal of Honor, the Medal of Freedom, the Medal of Valor, whatever the hell. And she finds out that her daughter wasn't there. In the first place. So she was lied to the whole time just to do it. But the guy that she shot ends up there also. Because he took the canisters because he wanted to destroy the bioweapon. He's like, okay. this is not going to save us. It's going to kill everybody kind of thing. Okay. So once she realizes that her daughter isn't there, she kind of beats the shit out of the Admiral. Not to mention that she had gotten shot and had three toes amputated because of frostbite. Okay. And then they decide, all right, well, we need to destroy this bioweapon, and they kind of take over the facility, take the bioweapon, strap it to a grenade, and she sacrifices herself. To destroy the virus, yeah, essentially. And That's nice. That okay. ends so, the movie essentially. Oh, I have a couple questions. Yeah, go so ahead. So, is just is this a world war, a whole world at war, doomsday thing going on, or just Sweden having a war with someone? They never specify. Okay. Which well, I mean, you I, feel like it's a futuristic doomsday. The world is killed, imploded upon itself, and we're just basically surviving as a whole entire world. It kind of seems very dystopian, where it's a world war, but okay, they never take it outside of the context of Sweden, essentially. Okay. So I've um, seen a lot of people, like I was reading some reviews and stuff, and they were very, they were drawing... Um, 
lines between this movie and like the Russia Ukraine thing that's going on currently. Okay. Which I thought was interesting because this movie was made well before that happened, but I, I could see some similarities in that idea, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, like I said, like we did not watch our movies together like we usually mm-hmm. do. Like we made sure that we did it separate because we wanted it to be a surprise. Well, that's cool. But, you know, given enough time and latitude, everyone can find similarities in anything. You know, give me enough time and I can sync up Led Zeppelin uh, lyrics to uh, the song remains the same to The Wizard of Oz. If you give me enough time. That being said, you know, it's just whatever. And then here's my other question. So you talk about the couple that was hiding on the one island in the archipelago Mm -hmm. and they're sitting down to dinner. Are they cannibals? I don't think so. Okay. They, I because, mean, they you know, didn't imply that in any way that I saw. Okay. I was just thinking that, you know, if it's like if it's like a dystopian futuristic society, like imploding upon itself and they're eating and everyone's sitting down to dinner, but, you know, kind of like that's what it was hitting towards for myself. Yeah. Uh, I didn't okay. pick up on any of that. And okay. it's soldiers so it's not like an alien invasion or anything like that they're fighting other people yeah but there's no soldiers and biological warfare which is not a zombie apocalypse which is basically just people being soldiers yes okay There's, there's no supernatural or monster or anything any kind of that to it now this just came out this year, is that correct? I think it came out last month, like March. Last it dropped month. on it's okay. Netflix. Okay, so just this original. year. Okay. Yeah. Once again, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just heard about it from him, and then he told me who was in it. I was like, oh, that sounds like a good one. I mean, I, mean, I, I will watch her in anything. I fucking love her. Absolutely. She's one of my yeah. favorite actresses to watch. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and I, I like the in... fact that she, like, takes risks. I mean, she doesn't... Yes. Like we just watched Lamb for okay, like, yeah. that movie's out there. Yeah, not one of my faves. I'll tell you that. I liked but it, but it's too slow. But I like the fact that she takes risks. Yeah, okay. and has her entire career, and she's fantastic in this film. There are a couple other actors in it that I recognized. I couldn't place them. There's one. That is the newest Bond movie. One of is them, the bl- uh, one of them was in the the original Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, as okay. kind of a big character, but he was in a. Yeah. Well, yeah, I I recommend it for sure. Well, I mean, she is, she's Swedish, right? She is Swedish, yes. Okay, I just want to make sure before I say that, because you know when she did the girl with dragon tattoo and all the original, not being said. But, like, whatever happened on Monday, I mean, yep. she is actually, to me, she can do drama roles, but at the same time, I think she has the ability and believability to carry out a physical action movie role believably because you can see the physical pain on her it's not like she's just i i I take a hit get up and walk away you know she you can see her how she becomes injured 
with you said like the three toes being amputated and she's getting shot, but you you believe she might be the action hero or the heroine or whatever, the kicking ass, whatever, but at the same time, her vulnerability and ability to be um hurt. Yeah. And that is, definitely shines in this one. What was the I mean, she must have an overarching deal with Netflix because she, I mean, what happened to Monday, this one, there was that one where she was uh, like bodyguard. Yes. Like, yes. I mean, she's had a ton of like Netflix. She was in Bright with Will Smith. Yeah, she was. And she, like I said, she does really, I mean, I don't even think, to me, I don't even think whether or not she's doing something or not. I just, if I see it, I'm like, oh, I'm going to need, I'm going to need to watch it because Absolutely. I know it's going to be good. Yeah. And even um, if the movie isn't that good, her performance will be fucking great. And that's the whole point. It is, like you said, it's not just the movie might not be that good, but the actual performance that she does is quite good. Mm-hmm. And you are right. I feel like she probably, I mean, not that you want to call her a contract actor or, you know, referring back to the back to the 1920s and 30s. But she definitely does a lot for Netflix, and you know, not you're not going to scoff at that because no, it pays no, the bills. No. Yep. Absolutely pays the bills. Yeah, it actually does pay the bills. Um, you won't be alone. With she has a new one coming out. Yeah, you won't be alone. That looks right. good too. Yep, it looks really fucking good. Yeah, that's another one that looks good. So, on a scale of one to ten, and we all know where it's streaming because it's at. Netflix, what do you give it? I would, uh, I mean, it is a good flick. It's not, there's, they're not breaking any ground here. Okay, it's not new, but it's standardized. Yeah, yeah I, okay. I mean, but I enjoyed it. I'd watch it again, probably. I'd give it a seven. Okay. I mean, you know, honestly. I recommend be, it. If you, li- if you like Numero Pace, uh, you should watch yeah, it for sure. A seven is seven is solid. I mean, yeah. there's movies that are fives that I'll watch over again because there's parts in it that are excellent. Yep. Yeah. So definitely. Oh. So yeah. Okay. Are we ready for me? Yes, I am. I'm very curious. Oh yeah. This is crazy. So I did um I did the basic. Um I decided what I wanted to do, you know. Initially, I honestly, I thought you were going to do a Spanish one. I'm, I'm letting you know because I know how you love rock and all that other stuff and porn. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I thought that's where he was leading. I did not see him doing French. Yeah. Oh me. I mean, yeah, you. I did not yeah. see you doing French. I mean, and I kind of, I, I was leaning. I honestly thought you would do probably Korean, but I like literally said, what, what genre? Haven't I been watching recently? I mean, I've been watching so much Korean. I've been watching Japanese. I've honestly watched quite a bit of Spanish. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and do this. And when I did, remember when we did our disaster movies? Yeah. Okay. And I did The Wandering Earth. And I was just like so in shock that that was such a, a momentous movie. And it made so much money. I did Chinese. I chose nice. Chinese. You know, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to like, and I Googled, of course, China, you know, I'm like, duh, 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 you know what I'm going to do, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and it showed like the top 20. But what I did, 
um, I kind of like went down the line and I kind of looked at which ones were which and this and that, you know, and I was almost tempted to do the mermaid. Okay. Um, I don't know if you guys are knowing the background. Yeah, a little bit. I heard about it. A little bit. And it looked really good. And I swear to God, it was streaming somewhere before. But then I'm like, I I couldn't find. I mean, it was and it wasn't. I was like, frick. I mean, at this point in time, how much money do Do we spend? You you have just watch on your phone? or Just watch will give you anything. I know, but it's just, okay. it is, there's so many apps out there. I got cloud mm-hmm. TV. There's so many apps out there. And I just actually literally brought a Roku today for one freaking channel, the AT&T. Oh, the A&E. A-W-E. I'm sure Jim's yeah, already talked yeah, to you about yeah, it. Uh-huh. I chose Monster Hunt. Oh. This was the first, okay, just a little, I'm going to break it down here by the numbers. Um, literally means tale of catching demons. Okay. And, and technically they call it monster hunt in us, but their world, the, the actual name of it in Chinese Mandarin is tale of catching demons. And I was kind of looking at it. Now I chose it also because it was live action and animated mixed together. Okay. Um, honestly, we're looking at, and we're, you got you got a it's kind of hard to explain so i'm just gonna go ahead um it was made in china and hong kong its language is mandarin its budget was 56 million it grossed 385 million Shit. okay mm. okay it grows so much that they actually made a sequel <laughs> okay Did this come out um, in 2015 i just want to make sure 2015 I'm at the right 2015 okay. 2015 yep 2015 monster hunt so that being said you um it was a a pet project by let me see if i can see his name here uh he uh hoi oh okay let's just call him h h u i that's his name okay right. it was the director whatever released great guy he decided he was the one that was in charge of the gingerbread man in shrek oh shit so okay so this so this and he worked for dreamworks so i mean he's got a pretty good i don't know you know background bio whatever so you're looking at a movie that was um it takes place in ancient china where monsters and humans live alongside together you know, and there's monster hunters and there's, you know, whatever, you know, they, you know, the monsters hide amongst the humans, but then there's people that go out and hunt them and basically eat them and serve them and eat them. It's a whole business, little black market thing going on, you know, you could hide, you know what, but meanwhile, in the monster world, there's like an up, uproar, upheaval or something where you got the monster, uh, the, the one monster king is being deposed by another guy and the monster queen escapes but she's pregnant and so it's kind of like weird you know when you have like a family it's all about acceptance and seeing people for different for where they are the one guy kind of befriends the monster queen who in turn dies but puts the baby inside of him okay so then eventually he gives birth but you know you have a monster hunter woman that turns into helping him it's kind of like a cute little cutesy version of shrek all put together with animated non-animated it it's not how do i say it's not rocket science it's 
cute for the cute for the masses. And it's kind of cute to see that because you're kind of going over. Um, is this something that children could watch? Is it? Yes, to... it's absolutely. Okay. They okay. did it. They they did do that. There's a lot of backstory. You could watch this. The thing they did, like, it released in, you know, in China and it released in South Korea after that. And then it was picked up by United Artists for its um, marketing value for to, to be over here in the United States. But they also did a dubbed version in English and kind of almost reshot it so kids here could watch it also, but there's still the Mandarin subtitles. Gotcha. And, it, you know, basically they're saying 65 million people, that's their estimate of have watched this movie. So I'm like, that's a lot of people that have watched this movie that I've never heard of. Monster Hunt, because I initially thought it was Monster Hunter, you know, with the one with, that just came uh, out. Like, yeah. That's an American film, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I was kind of like, yeah, it became such a huge, such a, it was breaking numerous back office records there, including the highest grossing film in China before the movie came out and took the crown in 2016. So it was kind of like this movie made so much money. I mean, it's like number 18. I think Wandering Earth is like number five or something. And the amount of money that you see that these domestic films in china they're considered domestic films are yeah. making and it's like it's like a whole entire china subculture that you see now they think it would have made actually more money and the budget itself that they had 56 million initially wouldn't have been this much because they actually had to reshoot 70 percent of the film because the one main actor that played the guy that actually gives birth to the baby whatever okay yeah Tyin, I can't really pronounce half. I can't really pronounce half the names. You know, you know, they were. He got arrested on drug charges. Which so is China a lot would more not serious there than it is here. Yeah, so they would not let them air a film with the actor with the drug charges. So they had to go back and reshoot all this. Initially, they had done like all the actor shooting. And then he was planning on going in and adding in like the special effects, but then they had to go back reshoot. So this, so the director H Hoy or whatever his, I can't really pronounce the best names. He actually was shooting, reshooting it and setting it directly to the, the FX studios to get it done as fast as possible. Cause they wanted to do a release with the Chinese new year, but they ended up cause you know, that's when kids are mostly on holiday. Cause they, they were trying to yeah. gear it for the kids. But they ended up releasing it in July. All in all, it did not do that bad. But you can definitely see where he he was. He had actually, you know, the people that did the the effects um, had worked on like the Harry Potter movies, Half Blood Prince, Elysium, Tomorrowland. I mean, so there's a oh, lot. Nice. But so it's not. I don't want to say not stupid effects. It's mm-hmm. actually really. I mean, it's quality. You know, live animation and live live and animation. So it was really good. It was definitely different. You know, so you got, you know, a, a, a grandma who was taking care of a grandson because the father walked away and he was a monster hunter. But grandma really is kind of like a monster hunter who's going a little crazy. But then you have another monster hunter, you know, and everyone's running around and you people learn acceptance. And, you know, he gives birth to this baby that he was meant to protect, but they looked down on monsters. But then he finds out half the village that he was living in 
was Monsters in Disguise. So I'm kind of, I almost kind of want to see the sequel because, you know, they rescue, he rescues the baby monster, the the little monster king. And, you know, it's almost like his son, but he knows it's best for him to go away. And it's kind of interesting with that acceptance where everyone learns to accept each other and see each other from different points of view. Is that kind of the moral of the whole thing? The moral of the story. There's um, a couple singing. When I say there's a couple singing episodes in it, I mean, they last about a minute and a half. They're not like it's like I think there's two. But meanwhile, you got these they kind of break out the song, the Wooba. That's the little monster king. His name is Wooba. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all of a sudden these other little things, it's almost like little oompa loompas are popping up and they're doing like a little dance around while they're singing. And I'm like, what the hell are those little things? I don't know what that is. You know, it's kind of like, <laughs> were people doing some drugs when they were doing this or what was going on? Yeah. But he's also, the director was actually kind of kicking himself in the butt on this one because once again, he didn't secure the merchandising rights. Mm-hmm. So oh, all up? the black, yep. So this like little Wubba character was kind of like the Baby Yoda thing back okay. in the 2015. Yeah. So, but at the same time, it was almost like word of mouth. They didn't do initially that much um, marketing on it, but because of the word of mouth and all that stuff with this black market merchandising was going on, where the kids were just running around, everyone loved the Wubba. It kind of went kind of cool. So when it made that much money, they did a sequel. So it's kind of interesting. I mean, that's a lot of money. Um, they did like one couple opening couple days of just previews, and it made almost a million just in uh, a couple pre-preview ones. So once again, a little different, you know, because you see, and that was another reason why I went back and forth between this or the mermaid. Now the mermaid is a little more darker. It's a mermaid that's yeah. sent. Yeah, I you know. About that. And it's supposed to be really good. And this one, honestly, I'm trying to look and see if I got the Metacritic on this one. I should do probably get a little more of the Metacritic for you on that. But I forgot that I did the budget and all that stuff. But where's its rating? I had it pulled up, of course. And then of course I can't find it. Where's my IMBD? Great, thanks. Can't find it now. Oh, there we go. IMD, IMD is 6.1. Rotten Tomato, 66. And then 53 for Metacritic. So, all in all, it's not bad. It's, it's, not, it's bad. not bad. Four foreign. You know, foreign film. So, it's, it's a solid movie. It's not deep. It's not meaningful except for like the undertones you know even shrek is like telling people to view people being differently you don't judge your book diet's cover you don't judge an ogre you don't so about the same time um it's a little unique like i said i normally go for something a little more poppy really do you seriously you do (laughs) well you know and now i know why i don't have my mbd pulled up because someone's little nose keeps on touching the touch screen on (laughs) my computer (laughs) <laughs> always has to make an appearance yeah. oh they all they always have to make an appearance no 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 oh my god yeah. <laughs> craziness so i guess you know you know you chose we all chose like definitely mo- different movies you're looking at you know a high religious sexual undertone one you got like yep. 
you got a, I don't, what do you want to call it? Essentially a war movie one. Oh, essentially a war movie where she's betrayed and she takes out her vengeance. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She takes out the vengeance on the people that betrayed her and used her. And then I got a lighthearted animated live action comedy but at the same time drama because it's all you know it's teaching people the values of choosing different i mean we got we went across the the board here it's kind of like i'm pretty sure probably you probably thought i was going to do a zombie one probably (laughs) yeah i I kind of thought that myself well, no, I, like I said, I went and I, you know, I typed in the Chinese one and I'm like, oh, and I saw that. I'm like, Monster Hunt. And I thought initially when I looked at it, it said Monster Hunter. And I'm like, why would Monster Hunter be on that? Yeah. And where was this streaming? It is streaming on Prime Okay. and Tubi. Is the second one also available? Do you know? Uh, let me go look. I, I have them both pulled up at this point in time. Monster Hunt. Uh I'm trying to think. I don't see that one where it's streaming right now. Let me go back. I know that I know that Monster Hunt is also on. It's I am. Uh, it is on IMBD, and I think you can get that on Prime also. That makes sense. I would yeah, because if you're subscribed to it, and this one, in all honesty, this one has about the same. It's on Amazon. YouTube, you can rent or buy, and Voodoo, you can rent and buy, but the Prime video is on for the Monster Hunt 2. Yeah, so that's the Monster Hunt 2. So, I don't know. It's kind of like a lighthearted thing. I would definitely, like I said, I'm, I think I'm going to watch the second one just because I watched the first one, and I was like a little shocked. My husband's like, what the hell are we watching? Oh, yeah, you know? what, what do you think of it? Well, no, he he watched the whole thing with me, read it all, and, he's, and he enjoyed it. It was definitely different. It's just, you know, sometimes he's like, how do you choose these things? How do you choose <laughs> yeah. these things? And I'm like, I don't know. Yep. You know, you, you type in something, and next thing you know, you got it. You know, that's the hardest thing. You just got to be able to find something when you need it. Absolutely. But, yeah. And, and like I said, it was close to me doing The Mermaid. Um, yeah, it was. Mine was a given from so that was we chose. So. That was how it's interesting because you chose your movie based on the country. Yep. I chose my movie based on the actress, and mm-hmm. yours was country wise, also, right? Yeah. It's interesting how we just came to our conclusions. Like, yeah. And that's the whole point. Yeah, we kind of like chose, you know, we kind of narrowed it down. And I wanted to see something I had never even heard of before. And, you know, knowing that was was me. And the thing is, is what was funny is when me and Tom agreed to not watch each other's movies, um, it was kind of funny. Like, he watched my trailer and my movies. Like, yeah, this is like he wanted to see it, too. It was like, well, that was I had seen that trailer before. And like I said, it was on my short list for the year in review. I just didn't get to it. Yeah, I can't like now you can just put it on when you're working out of the basement and just watch. Actually, you can't. You have to watch it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at what do you rate yours? Because we me. Yeah. I give mine definitely I give mine a good seven. Seven. It was yeah, so it's like to check out. 
Yeah, I mean, it was like, it was, you know, I like watching Shrek. Yeah. I love watching Roger Rabbit, you know. Is oh, it like yeah, deep I love those. Is it like deep and meaningful and I'm going to get something out of it? But yeah, but at the same time, it's kind of cute to watch something that, yeah, you're you're thinking and reading and sometimes it's just for the enjoyment of watching something. Yeah. To see, you know, a Chinese director, not really, but with ties with Dream, DreamWorks that was working within getting out of what he was doing and wanting to make a movie in China, that yeah. was kind of good. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, in the heck? Once again, never mind. Right. I know what's happening. Anything else we need to say about our movies? No, I don't think so. I think we're good. Well, we're back on track for the one Prometheus. we saw in 480. No, not yet. Oh, not yet. We got Jeez. Prometheus yet. Prometheus, yeah. Prometheus. Although, I do want to, for the next off franchise. Yes. Uh, idea i was thinking of a movie that you had seen that we haven't and you force us to watch it we pick a movie that you haven't seen and you watch it and then we all talk about a movie that we haven't seen before okay because i've i think i've got a movie that i've i'm just gonna ask have you ever seen the movie ink Oh, my God. I can't stop thinking or talking about this movie. I fucking love this movie. No, I have not. Okay. No, I haven't. That's why I want to Are we to talking INC or I-N-K. INK? Okay. No, I have not. Okay. Then that's what we'll do after Prometheus, because I really want to talk about this movie to somebody, and nobody's fucking seen it. Yeah. Okay, and I got to figure out one that you guys have not seen. Yeah. So that'll yeah, be I'm two down. weeks from that's now. We'll do Prometheus up. next week. Yeah. Okay. And, I mean, it's just one movie, so, I mean, I'm down whenever you're available, too. If it's the next four or five days, we can do that, too. Yeah, yeah I have. Well, buyer is definitely Saturday. Yeah, now. we have Saturday booked. Friday, I have booked. Thursday. I'm Saturday. Saturday, I'm booked. Saturday, I'm booked, but and I'm closing have... on Sunday. So, I have Monday on. So... Anytime next week will work. I could do Monday. Well. Monday will work. Monday will work. I can do definitely do Monday. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Still loving the shit? Still loving it. Yeah, I'm glad. I mean, okay. it's a good time. I love it. Yeah. Okay, well, you guys have a wonderful night. Yep, love you. Love you too. Yeah, Bye. Have a good one. Bye. Well, shit got a little loose. Hopefully you understood everything. Whether or not you agree or disagree with our take on the movies, hopefully you learned something or were at least entertained. So come back for more booze and bullshit.